Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's so lovely. Lovely. Falafel baguette was delish. That was nice, wasn't it? Although I did cover myself in turmeric on the way home. Yes. The, yeah. You did resemble a Simpson from the chin. <laughs> yes, I did. Down. Stroke minion. <laughs> it's not 1952, is it? So. No, I love the fact that they're encouraging women to run at 6 a.m. so that they get back in time to put their lipstick on and make sure they don't get raped. I know. <laughs> oh, the two oh. things that we do. <laughs> And it's like mousse and cake and oh, a mousse cake is honestly oh my really God. up there for me with reasons to live. <laughs> oh, and guess what? The kids hated it, and I was like, brilliant. Oh dear, what a shame. But Lots yeah. of Simpsons references today, actually. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 130 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Holly is talking health and mental health. Both have taken a bit of a pounding over the past month, and it's overwhelmed her training and exercise schedule, no matter how hashtag be kind she's been to herself. I've had a big old menopause symptom and it's made me feel like shit. So I fess up all of it, which has taken a bit of courage because we know that not only do you lot listen, but so do our bosses. Anyway, I wanted to share because we need to talk about this stuff. We also talk about being given the fear by Martin Yelling, using the mantra, this is my race, troughing on vegan croissants from Paul's, Auntie Praline makes a guest appearance, there's a little bit of Paris nonsense, and we have loads of lovely emails from listeners, including one that's a little bit shady to a competitor, and we're keeping it in. 
We also make time for a quick mention for Food Bank Run, which would be great to do in February, link in the show notes, and also the wonderful 1% Club being run by Earth Runs, who will plant a tree for every day you're active in 2023. Again, link in the show notes. Now, do sign up to be a patron on Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. If you're in the cheer squad tier, you'll be able to listen to exclusive monthly podcasts, which we've decided to call the extra mile, created specifically so you've always got a bit extra to listen to on your long runs, in which we promise to do our best to talk about anything apart from running. The latest one was released just this Tuesday. Do go and have a listen. And here's some more good news. We've got an exclusive competition for you. We've teamed up with worldwide race event organisers Ultra X to offer a lucky listener two free places on the Ultra X 50 Scotland. Not only that, but the competition includes a night stay in a luxury hotel the night before. To enter, go to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash Ultra X Comp and answer a super simple question. Good luck. This episode is sponsored by Runner. Runner, that's R-U-N-N-A, is the first of its kind. It's a number one rated, fully automated running coaching service. Download the Runner app and you will be able to take your running to the next level with personalised, tailored plans delivered by brilliant coaches, including Olympian runner Steph Davis. Runner will help you achieve your goals, whether you're training for a faster 5k or your first marathon. Use the code WOMENSRUNNING, all one word, and you'll get your first two weeks training absolutely free to see what all the hype is about. Oh, God. Hello. Hello. I'm too tired to do it today. I know. (laughs) Where are you, Holly? I can't see. Yes. Okay. So, uh, well, first of all, you can't really see me very well anyway, because I'm in front of a window and usually I'm next to a window for Mm -hmm. a visual depiction of the pod recording. (laughs) Um, which is, is make giving me a sort of glow like a like an angel angelic yeah or a bit like mr burns in that episode of the simpsons where he appears out of the woods with some sort of radioactive poisoning <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. um, but i'm staying with doug's family for a couple of days um he needed to come to wales anyway because he was doing some work here and um, I thought I'd come with him because we have the beautiful, luxurious privilege of having a job that means that I can work from home. But I also, I'm just waving at my father-in-law out the window now. Um, <laughs> but um, it, I also um, ha- ha- just haven't been for a while. And it's so lovely. Again, very lucky that they live in the middle of the Brecon Beacons. And it oh. is beautiful. So we slightly felt the need to escape our damp flat um I'm not blaming the flat but I have been you know last week I don't think I spoke about this on the pod but mm. did I the fact that I've been suffering from migraines and that I noticed that more people I think you did yeah, yeah, yeah. Pod. yeah um 
But I'm now more convinced as the days have gone on, because it's coming and going a little bit, it's not particularly severe, it's just sort of underlying dull ache, Mm. that um, it has been nothing to do with a migraine, in fact, and instead, it's a sinus thing. And I think it's another residual COVID thing that, you know, we felt a little bit under the weather post national running show. Yeah. Ever since COVID, I've had sort of slightly like gungy ears if that makes sense sorry oh. that's really really gross but no no no. It, they felt very full and I've yeah. just generally sort of felt quite full in my face like yeah. my sinuses are a little bit maybe flared up and um I think the fact that we had not been brilliantly well after the national running show and had a little bit of a runny nose and stuff that I've got like maybe a very sort of I want to be careful to say sinusitis because that makes me think of people having an awful awful time I'm not having an awful time it's just a bit mm. annoying but I just mm. feel like my my face is quite sore on one side of my head and it's more in my ear and in my nose for the last couple of days which is making me think that it wasn't really a migraine it was more the sinuses in that side of my head yeah anyway fascinating updates oh, into my life but yeah it's been really grim because yeah. I've really not felt like doing any exercise at all because I feel mm. like my head's gonna fall off And I just am feeling continually concerned about Paris and um, being fit enough. However, I have had some lovely responses from listeners and from Kate, who we work with on sports tours, who's organising the the trip for us, Mm. that um, I'm no longer feeling worried about having to Jeff it. That felt like a really big thing in my brain that admitting to myself that I might not run the whole thing felt like yeah. a big thing and I was talking to my um parents-in-law last night about it and the, they completely agreed that the idea of um having me at the back marshalling people actually just sort of yeah, shepherding yeah. Yes. um was actually quite good and very on brand so yeah <laughs> you could be a pacer Exactly. I'm the pacer for the, the um, five and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon it will be like just closer to closer to three and it'll be over two and a half hours, which is a shame, um, but is whatever. And I'm not going to make myself feel guilty about it anymore. I just I don't want to. Um, I think after COVID, I went straight into exercising. Remember, I did exercising every day. Mm. And I'm definitely not saying that that was like a bad thing because I think that that gave me confidence and it helped my mental health a lot after feeling really rubbish after COVID. So Mm. I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing, but I do think I've had a little bit of health burnout that my immune system is definitely quite low. I also, I get psoriasis and I'm back into, I I told you about a 90 year old man scalp, didn't I? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think just generally that usually points to the fact that my immune system's a bit low. So you're so run down. Yeah. I don't feel like awful. I haven't been off work or anything like that, but I've just mm. I need to be a little bit careful with myself. And if that means not strictly adhering to my training plan as much as I was at the beginning of Jan and um not exercising every day if that's making me feel really, really exhausted, which it was a bit, mm. then I'm just gonna be super gentle and listen to my body and not have Paris hanging over me instead. Yeah have it as something that I'm looking forward to as a bit of a sightseeing expedition and accepting that I will walk some of it. So how are you 
strategizing for the next few weeks before we go what what's your plan in terms of your training um I think well in theory I'm going to carry on with my original plan Mm. so I hope to run two hours as my longest run um which would be the weekend before Paris so I am going to have a taper week but I didn't really have time post COVID to have a full you know have like two weeks tapering or whatever Mm. um so I still plan on um doing I didn't I, I, I didn't feel well over the weekend so I didn't do my 70 minutes which I was supposed to do then um though I'm gonna I'm planning to do that this lunchtime because I'm feeling better mm-hmm. um and uh so I, I I'm still planning to keep up with my long run but my midweek runs I'm doing those super gently though I'm walk running those long runs as of yeah, last week good. the first one at the 60 minute was the first one that I was like, I'm going to have to concede that some of this is going to have to be walk run mm-hmm. um and I haven't been doing my hit stuff. I've been doing yoga, which has been really nice and also has felt like it's dislodged some of the gunk in my brain, <laughs> yeah. which is, is nice. Yeah. Um, and my, my midweek runs, I am just doing nice gentle plods. Those I have been running the whole of. I haven't been walk running. Mm. And um, I have to admit, I've not been doing anything in the form of like tempo, hills, any kind of technical running. I've just been like, let's get back to feeling okay about running. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's, it's fine. I don't feel at death's door or anything. I just feel a bit frustrated because... I I've, I feel like I'm that person now. You know, the kid in primary school who was always ill. Yeah, so I'm aware. I feel like person. that's me now, and that was never that's me okay. before. I was that always was, the that one was usually me. <laughs> I wasn't. We swapped. We swapped. Yeah, I was always, my, ill I was in always the school. one that my mum would be like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. You're going in." And so I just had to get over it. And I wasn't. Mm. I wasn't usually very ill. And I probably sort of licked the floors and wasn't told I shouldn't do that. So I think <laughs> I had quite a good immune system for my most of my childhood. And since COVID, I have been just ill all the bloody time and I'm just getting a bit fed up with it, but it's fine. Yeah. Oh, Hall. It just sounds like, it just sounds so wearing. It just sounds so exhausting. It is wearing. And when I have kind of health anxiety too, I feel like that's what makes me the most exhausted is that I, I'm sure I bring my own immune system down to an extent and I make myself Mm. feel because I, I, I get very tired when I'm anxious and um, health stuff always triggers anxiety for me so I I have been lying awake thinking is it some sort of a, a an enormous fungal brain infection yeah it's not been helping that I've been watching last of us the zombie bra- that's oh. mush- mushroom zombies they're mushroom zombies <laughs> oh god <laughs> maybe I need to ban that till I'm not feeling ill anymore I I, I think back off the post-apocalyptic stuff yeah <laughs> yeah though it is quite helpful sometimes I that was I did a lot of that in lockdown where I would watch The Walking Dead because mm. I thought this is what a real apocalypse looks like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're fine we're fine yeah we're still clapping the NHS on a Thursday exactly. night yeah <laughs> it's all very well oh, Captain Tom's wandering around it's all it's all very quaint <laughs> anyway, tell, tell really me good. about 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 you because I feel like I'm a bit of a slightly depressing broken record at the moment where oh. every week I go no still shit yeah um <laughs> <laughs> oh god well mine's gonna be exactly the same and I was just really? I, was, I was trying to do a bit of a reality check this morning and I just thought I wonder how many other people feel exactly the same as we do in terms of being in in where we are in our training plans um, and 
uh, particularly if we've done races before I think you find yourself like right in the middle of it so I'm I'm now on week six of a 16 week training plan for the marathon yeah um so I think that's quite sort of central mm-hmm. and when, it, when you're firmly in the thick of it you feel like, well, I can't go back and I can't go forward and I'm kind of stuck here and it's really, every single week is really, really hard and every single run is really hard and I can't see, I cannot for the life of me see how I can be where I'm supposed to be in 12 weeks time and um, I can't, I can't, uh, that I have no sense of reality in terms of this is what it was like last time around Yeah, and I still got there. So I've got a real... um, I've got a kind of a big imposter syndrome thing going on of like, why the fuck have you signed up to this? I mean, there's no way you're going to do it. I can't see myself. This is this a house. This is how my brain works. Yesterday, mm. I did 12, 12.8, actually. Yeah, epic. Epic, right? Mm-hmm. It is pretty epic. But in my head, I can't even see how I'm going to do a half marathon. And that's only like a point something... Yes, that's a point something more you can totally do it I can't can't see how I could do it comfortably I can't mm -hmm. see I certainly can't see how I could run another 14 miles um it just that's the worst I think isn't it yeah I think I think that halfway point is never a good place to judge it from because um whenever I've got the same thing at the moment even though we ran a half marathon comfortably only three months ago or whenever it was I've got exactly the same thing where I think I cannot envisage myself coming over the finish line and feeling comfortable because my six mile last week was so awful that I thought there is no way so I think that halfway point is always a really difficult place because it it, of course it feels like you couldn't run a step more but you totally can you totally can because psychologically it's a whole different ball game that yeah. you would be your halfway point rather than your I've used every last ounce of my energy point when it actually comes down to the race and yeah. um, also something else to do with fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Some other really good advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I just feel, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I feel so. And also like the imposter syndrome has so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So last year I remember being training for the marathon in October and um, obviously the training was through the summer. And so now my kind of weird brain is going, ah, but yes, you, you trained in the summer and it was really hot. So then you were having some kind of, um, you, you, you were getting fitter just because you were having to run in the heat. And now you're not, you don't have that kind of residual thing that's helping you. Um, mm-hmm. I was also doing quite a lot more. I was doing, well, loads more trail running. So the terrain was different. The, there was a lot more up and down. At the moment, I'm not doing anything like that at all I'm doing um it's pretty much all like if my weekend long runs were all on canal so like flat mm-hmm. as a pancake so my head is like that is not making you fitter you're just running on, you know anyone could do that any anyone could run on a canal path for that distance because it's just flat it's just super super flat and you're going incredibly slow. so not true oh but that's so what my head saying I know I I completely get you I've had a similar thing where if I have been running on flat and I've struggled I've been like come on what are you doing what's going on but it 
it it is just we we've both had knockbacks health wise yeah. and i think unfortunately it has definitely had a bit of an effect i've definitely felt like it's had one on me yeah. um but um we also for as a result of that will have had i'm really this is me grasping 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 <laughs> um <laughs> that we will have had mental growth a growth oh I like yeah that. yeah <laughs> not in the mushroom not like a mushroom zombie not like a mushroom zombie no, no, no. but <laughs> hopefully it will only mean that we're stronger for the fact that we have had those setbacks but we know we can be there we've been there before we know we can get through it yeah. and even if it's not the best half marathon in terms of let's reframe our best half marathon because instead of it being the best in terms of we feel the most comfortable cross the finish line with the most ease we run it the fastest we whatever mm. our a and b goals are um i'm going to reframe mine as it being the best marathon half marathon i've ever done because of the people that are going to be there and the community yeah. that's going to be there yeah okay yeah there is that i did i also had another thing um so um i know we did menopause before but can we do a bit of menopause now mm-hmm. and i'm i'm going to do a big confession of like stuff so mm-hmm. um so the other thing that affected me this weekend was the fact that I had breakthrough bleeding so I had oh, um, no. I know so um it didn't physically I don't think so it basically uh, my period was like 10 days ago so it was so I had a 10 day a 10 day cycle um Bloody and I hell, it's bearing quite in relentless, mind, isn't it? it was relentless and bearing in mind I have really long periods now anyway so like they they're eight days so I had a couple of days oh, off. Great. So two lovely down. How yeah. nice. I know. I know. So yeah, fun, fun. Um, so then I had what basically amounted to a, a, a short period over two days. Um, and then, and if you Google that, well, don't Google that if that's ever happened to you. Like don't, <laughs> don't Google these things. Because oh, the first thing that comes up, it's like, ah, bad shit, bad stuff. Yeah, don't, same you. with Googling the, having a, a bit of a dull ache in one side of your head. Don't, don't Google don't that, do that either. It's always going to be some sort of tumour, isn't it? Yeah. So mine, mine did also result in all sorts of things. Um, and, but then, which I, which I am worried about. And I will, I, I will, I have absolutely promised, I've promised Dave I'm going to go to the doctor because I keep on sort of putting off going to the doctors for this. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm promised I'm going to go this time just to have a little chat about things, even if I can't get an appointment for the next month. Um, but I'm going to do it. And one of the things was, so the big, the big effect of that was less to do with the fact that I was yet again, boringly running with a period, but it was to do with the fact that, I then am 100% like definitely perimenopausal, which I know is a really stupid thing to say, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm 49 and, um, you know, things have been clunking into, well, or clunking out of gear for the last probably eight years, actually, since I had Felix. Um, But it's kind of, it was it was the fact that up until up until the weekend, any symptoms I've had have been have not affected me in the slightest. So like mm. sweating overnight, or my, maybe a slightly like a cycle that was maybe a few days shorter or a few days longer. It was nothing. Nothing was awful. Everything's been fine. Everything has been absolutely fine. Yeah, and um, and no, no real 
I mean, unless I decided to draw the dots between kind of shoulder pains and hip pains and, you know, everything that we were talking about in the last app, like, unless I wanted to draw those dots, which I was sort of not doing. I I was saying that, but sort of not. Had you always had really horrid periods before or did they get worse? I've had long, heavy periods since I've had Felix. So, So even though, so that could, that's very, very symptomatic of perimenopause. And I, I can say that, and I'm, I can, but my brain will not accept that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll say it, and I'll go symptomatic of perimenopause, but in my brain, I'm like, yeah, but it's probably to do with the fact that you had kids and da da da. da. Mm-hmm. You're, you're far too young to, <laughs> you know, all those sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I get this period on Saturday morning, and it's like, there you go, that is such an obvious sign. There's no getting away from it. You are fucking old. You are old. Oh. You are losing your periods that's the end of it just you're looking forward to being a pensioner now and and getting on the bus for free I'm like that's it game over so it made me feel really really sad I totally get that and I think that lots of women probably relate a lot but I think it comes from a load of probably patriarchal bollocks that we are sacred vessels and <laughs> that that has anything to do with our womanhood at all. You are mm. still a very glorious and gorgeous woman who is capable of doing amazing, amazing things, regardless of periods or not. And actually, at the moment, you could look at it as though you've got twice as many periods. So you are, are, t- <laughs> are twice the woman. <laughs> double period oh yeah. oh it just made but I compl- I do get that and that's really that's that's horrid yeah and it's just it's- horrid and nasty to have whether you are a very young person having experiencing all of that for the first time or whether you're perimenopausal mm-hmm. it's just never very never nice when it does a nasty surprise like that yeah yeah that's true it was that double whammy of like mm. it was it and I, I, I think, yeah, and I, I got it and then immediately went to boot camp and I, I felt really weird. I felt, actually, the feeling I had was quite similar to, um, it was quite similar to pregnancy, to early pregnancy. To, that there's kind of all sorts of, you know, kind of a pull, um, like an ovarian pull, you know, it's a kind of, mm-hmm. there's quite, there's weird, I could feel that my insides were just like, Ugh, there's some stuff happening. Yeah, I'm not not happy about it, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not fucking happy about it either. And it's just, yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like I've got maybe six months, and then I'm going to emerge wearing a hairnet and (laughs) and a seventies pantsuit, and you know, just it's so not true, Esther. But (sighs) I do know what I do. I do understand, but I think you are you're not you're not ready for for hairnet lifestyle i'm not ready for hairnet no lifestyle. and you can you get to decide that not your uterus mm, fucking uterus you so, get to decide when you want to be ready for hairnet lifestyle which maybe never <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe but that never. is really that's really rubbish and Ugh, yeah i think anyway. um may, maybe maybe it's helpful looking at other glorious women who have been very because you would tell other people to listen to stuff that Davina has said or 
and you know some even some of our brilliant friends like Juliet and Susie Chan and mm. would you look at any of those women and think oh they're cart them off to the home <laughs> <laughs> no of course not yeah 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 and give yourself a bit of that same grace that they wouldn't look at you I wouldn't would never look at you like that and that's it's it's a it's a borderly thing but it has nothing to do with how old you are perceived to be or any of that mm. stuff and um and yeah be kind to yourself about it hashtag be kind hashtag be kind yeah, yeah. okay I shall I shall I was I was also going to talk about um because I want to move away from bodily fluids um mm. with mm. um so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see yeah thanks uh it was just in terms of training as well another thing that had that kind of knocked me slightly was last Thursday I was in London for the the launch of the London Marathon there yes. was a there was a, a do at um at the New Balance store on Oxford Street we didn't really talk about that when we hung out last week actually I was going to ask you about it no. Um, so it was it was really nice. So it was like a bunch of journos mostly um, and a couple of slebs. Um, and we were getting together to go for a short run um, with Martin Yelling, okay. um, who is um, proper famous in running circles. Um, and uh, we were going for a run with him and then he was going to give us a bit of a pep talk and um, talk about training and stuff. Anyway, so we went for this little run and that was really nice. And there were some lovely people there. Um, and then we got back from the run and there was like lots of nice food um, and uh, and booze if you wanted it, which I didn't. But it, there was some <laughs> nice, nice bits and pieces. Um, and I was just sort of hanging around and gassing with people. And then so so then at that point, um, Martin yelling uh, goes up on stage and uh, starts the pep talk. And one of the first things he said, and I really, really like Martin. The second time I met him, he's a really likable chap, and he mm-hmm. really knows his running. Um, but the first thing he, say, he says is he asks us how many of us have done a marathon before, um, and um, there are a few first timers there, which makes me feel a little bit better. But then he says, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, when you're when you're doing your long runs, um, when you're training for a marathon. Um, lots of people will say, oh, it's fun. And and you when you're doing your long run, you might sort of think to yourself, well, this isn't this isn't fun. And the phrase he says was, you know, the end of February, specifically the wording he used, at the end of February, when you're in the middle of your 18-mile run, you, you will be thinking to yourself, this isn't fun. And even in my head, I was thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm not running 18 miles by the end of February. Um, <laughs> and I came but back. But you are I getting just... so close, Esther, because but you, I, you no. ran 12 yesterday. I know, but I'm miles away from it by the end of at the end of Feb. Well, at the end of Feb, we're running a half marathon, aren't we? So very I'm, true. It's going to be it's thirteen. I won't be doing eighty. I'll be anyone. And and I know I did twelve yesterday, but eighteen feels like an impossible. When does it impossible. say to do eighteen on your training plan? I don't have it with me. I don't know, but it's but not miles. at the end of bloody Feb. miles. No, it's like it's probably three or four weeks after. Three weeks after it, maybe. Martin always yelling about <laughs> the wrong things. <laughs> See what you did there, Hull. That's uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Your way with words is that's uh, my it's all my all my comedy <laughs> comedy training. Um, but yeah, I think that's such a thing that gets me really anxious as well. Is talking to people about. I felt quite confident about my 
even though I'm not confident in it being the correct training to have a run a PB or anything. I was confident in the fact that it would it was ticking me along towards the Paris half as well. And then I noticed myself doing this slightly self-deprecating thing at the national running show where I kept being like, oh, I've only done this many miles. Or, and mm. technically that was kind of where I was comfortable at with my plan. Uh, I think maybe I was a bit late because we were at the running show that weekend. So I hadn't been on my long run yeah that I was going to do it on Monday but um but um people were probably just very nicely back to me going oh god because they were all nervous as well but it got me <laughs> yeah. going oh god they didn't go that's ac- that's excellent actually that's far that's far superior to anything that anybody else has done and you're bit and the fact yeah. that other people were at different places or it suddenly made me start panicking where I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And I think this is my race doesn't just apply to the actual day. You have to remember it the whole time with your training. That's true. And especially if you're jeffing or something, that like it did feel a bit demoralizing to walk chunks in my last one mm. and reminding myself that it is okay to do that and that it's this is my race. I think yeah. I say that to myself all the time and I'm grateful to you for thinking it all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, I am. St- I am so going to remember that. I love. There were a couple of things that I did for the marathon that I am. I am totally going. I'm going to try and repeat as much of it as possible because mm-hmm. I found it eventually quite a comfortable race. Is and 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 that kind of mantra was so soothing. Um, also, just looking at people's feet and finding. You know, when we talked about finding someone to run behind and then yeah. um, using them as a pacer brilliant it made it made me it made me go slower but then also writing things on my hand so I could look at them and then think about them in the last in the really really out that's really nice I'm definitely going to do that again so um but yeah oh yeah that's what I was going to remember because I've written a note here so last Thursday there I was in London being being yelled at by Martin Yelling um but also having a little having a little run and what was quite nice was the little run also took in like the last maybe mile I think of the actual London Marathon so oh, that that's was lush which was really nice but it was quite bonkers because the did last they shut night... down the mall for you no <laughs> <laughs> no not at all it was a very peculiar run because I am not used to running in London and um there was maybe I don't know 30 or 40 of us or something running around Oxford Street and down to the mall and oh blimey um it was and we were all wearing very brightly coloured T-shirts, which was quite useful so you could spot each other because um, we had the same coloured T-shirts on. But it was really busy. Cause it was were like, you having to weave in and out of crowds? Yeah, it was like seven o'clock uh, in the evening. So it was oh, really, gosh, really busy. Yeah. Um, but on the mall, that felt weird because the last time I was there was London Marathon Day. And so when when we, st- we stopped at one point and he turns around and he says, oh, this is a bit beyond where the finish line was. And I was looking both ways. And I was like, really? Is it? <laughs> it doesn't look familiar yeah. at all. <laughs> it looked really, really peculiar. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice. But the, the other thing that I did on that day when I was in London um, is that, <gasps> as you'll know, um, I, I also <laughs> rewarded my trip uh to, to London by going to Paul's in <gasps> Covent Garden and picking up a parcel of goodies for me and you, which was just like the best. So we'd um so Paul's had got in touch and they were like, right, I, we can hear that your veganuary has had its ups and downs. Yeah. Can we sweeten the deal a little bit by um introducing our vegan croissants? And I was like, yes, you may. Yes, you may. So oh. okay. <laughs> so I went there and they very, very kindly gave us a bundle of 
vegan croissants, some falafel baguettes, some yeah. amazing puddings, um, which incredible weren't, weren't technically vegan, but the first bits were definitely yes, vegan. the croissant. And it, this was in Feb, so this was in put Feb. your pitchforks away because <laughs> they, <laughs> the croissants were were delish. Though yeah. I was a fool and I didn't eat my croissant quite quickly enough, I think. Mm. Whereas I think Esther had a lovely, crisp, soft. Oh my God. I ate it on the mm. train on the way home. Oh. Yeah. It was so lovely. Lovely. Falafel baguette was delish. That was nice, wasn't it? Mm. That, I, I really on... enjoyed that. Although I did cover myself in turmeric on the way home. I yes. Was the... Yeah. <laughs> Heavy on the turmeric, which I'm more than happy with because Me I too. do like a bit of a bit of curryfiedness to Absolutely. those things. But yeah. yes, it, well, it you did resemble a Simpson from the chin. <laughs> yes, I did. Down. <laughs> Stroke minion. But yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very unpleasant. But um. But Lots yeah. of Simpsons references today, actually. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the 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 little pastry things that we oh. had. Okay, this is the full noughties because they were not vegan and they were just covered in... I can't imagine how much sugar was poured into them, but oh (laughs) my goodness. They were little heart-shaped. I want to call them a sort of milfoy... I don't know. They were sort of meal foy, but it was kind yeah. of de foy, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yes, yes, it was. (laughs) With with, uh, with, um, uh, creamy stuff on the inside... I got. I'd say a creme pat. Would you? It was. It. I. It definitely looked like a creme pat to me. Oh, this is all yeah. Bake Off related knowledge and nothing, none of our own <laughs> skills. Yeah. Uh, strawberries, raspberries were in there. There was a. Uh, there was a sort of praline, auntie praline one. I don't know whether we've ever made that joke on the podcast, and that was weird to say. Auntie praline. Yes, I have not told you about auntie praline. Is this your Auntie Pauline? Who used yes, to call Auntie, Auntie Pauline, who was called Auntie Praline. And because we made this connection that you also had an auntie. I do have an Auntie Pauline. An Auntie Pauline who you would give a box of chocolates to for Christmas. Yeah. Indeed, yes. An yeah, Auntie yeah. Praline. Everyone's got one. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, that was it, was, it was so, so good. Amazing stuff from Paul's, really, really enjoyed. It was, it was lush. And what I didn't tell you about is because um, I bequeathed you the two heart-shaped, enormo... Milfoy. Yeah, what did you have? I presumed you wow. had the same thing. No, I didn't. I had something else, which I hid from you because I was like, "She's going to want it." First of all, I was like, um, uh, "We'd already started eating it." <laughs> Fair enough. I, offered it to I, you. I ate my milfoy as we soon did. as I got back from spent from. I spent the morning with Esther, and I, so I think I had it at about two o'clock, basically for my lunch. I'm going to try and show you this photograph. I don't know if you can see. Oh, hang on. I'm going the oh, wrong way. Oh, it's chocolatey yeah. and it's heart shaped. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's like a like a little sort of gato. It was. Yeah, it was. It was apparently it said made for two. But we it fed me and Dave Friday, Saturday. And then on Sunday, we eventually shared it with someone else as well. So I think it shared. It was like one, two, three, four. I mean, it would have been for eight. In the oh my end. gosh! <laughs> so, so but, bigger um, than bigger than the than the little paper it was milfoys. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, and the milfoy things that you had were actually quite big, weren't they? They were oh, they were big. Yeah, were I shared I shared them size. with 
with Doug, but I did eat half in one sitting, though it was very filling. So this was this was bigger, but not massive, massive bigger. But I think just because it's so dense and it was like mousse and cake and oh, a mousse cake is honestly oh really God. up there for me with reasons to live. <laughs> It was just amazing. It was so amazing. Oh, and guess what? The kids hated it. And I was like, brilliant. Oh, dear. What a shame. I'm so excited for the various... I think we're going to have to do a a pastry roundup when we're in France. (gasps) We're in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We are going to the home of of the patisserie. (gasps) Oh, oh. I was good. Oh, sorry. I got re- I got really excited then because I was like, here's go, a seg- go for it. Here's a segue that actually works. Because like, oh, speaking of France, speaking of France. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, we definitely need to do a pastry roundup. But we need to photograph every item of thing that we eat. Yes, for sure. Um, but the I, reason I got excited was because this morning I've already been trying to sort out. So this is just for um, Paris runners. I've been trying to sort out. Um, oh God, I knew you were going to say this. Yeah. Uh, medical certificate yeah so, well, neither of us realized this was a thing until about a week and a half ago did we no someone very nicely on the on patreon said oh you need to get medical certificate and i was like ah um, people so, will probably i'm presuming be more organized than yeah. we have been but yeah. just as a reminder we do have to get these medical yeah. certificates sorted if you are coming to paris slash if you are doing i saw a marathon or half in france or italy coming up this year yes i saw that too mm. um, so, and I know that you can, you can basically get kind of, you can get a medical certificate online from a company that will do it for you once you've kind of filled out a few questions and stuff about your health. Um, but they, it looks like it can be about 65 quid, might be even more. Um, <clears throat> so um, you do have to pay for it, I think, from your GP, um, even if you have an NHS GP, as many of us do, um, you, you, because it's considered to be private work. So just okay. bear that in mind, it might be you may have a fee and I don't know I can't tell you how much it's going to be because each doctor's practice is going to kind of price it depending on how much time it's going to take them so um don't know but I will report back with my mm-hmm. findings because I've I've had I was speaking to the doctors this morning um and you asked, emailed them can I email my GP I didn't know that was a thing um I don't think it is a thing they they phone I phoned them they phoned me back and then they asked me to email the form to them which is what I've done Okay, and so, you didn't have to phone them at like, because for any non-UK listeners, generally, it's sort of, most of our GP surgeries sort of work in a way where they release appointments in the morning and release appointments at lunchtime yeah. or whatever, or you've got to book, you know, might not be a month. To- a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. But you might get into the doctors, but you didn't have to ring have an emergency appointment or anything. You just rung them. I haven't yet. 
I haven't. Yeah, all, all I've done, I literally just phoned as if I was going to make an appointment. I just okay. said, oh, what, what do I do with this? Hoping that they'd understand, but I think they've been quite flummoxed by my request. So oh, really? Far. Oh, well, yeah, let's flummox bit. them all. If we if we all ring in, um, then yeah. it will, it'll have to be sorted on a national level. Yeah, but although I I do, I feel terrible because it's the NHS, isn't it? And it's like, I feel really bad burdening them with work when they are overburdened as it is. But Or um, blame the French. Blame it's the not French. our fault. Yeah. But yes, I do know what you mean. I've been putting off going to the doctors because I haven't wanted to bother them with my sinuses. So the, this mm. definitely feels like a little bit of a of a wet request. I but know. I know. Cause also, I, kind of, I, I do wonder if I might genuinely have to go in and do certain... This is why I really need to do it today and I will do it after this. But um, I do think that I might need to do certain things because I know I haven't had my blood pressure taken for quite a long time, for a few years... So I wonder whether there might be certain things that they want me to do. And last time I had my yeah. blood pressure taken, it was sky high because I was about to have the coil put in. So I was having a, a awful anxiety attack. Plus, yes. white, I get terrible white coat syndrome. I was talking about yeah. that last night. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, that, that might happen. So they, they might ask you to do, yeah, um, do they might do simple things like take your blood pressure. And, yeah. yeah kind of but did you tell me the other day that you can take your blood pressure with your sports watch? No. Oh, someone did. I discovered no. that I couldn't, but yeah. I did wonder whether that might be a thing for some people, but probably not because it's got a squeeze around your arm, hasn't it? Yeah, not blood. Mm. I mean, you can find out heart rate and stuff like that, but not necessarily blood pressure. I don't mm-hmm. think ever from a sport. I don't think so, but um, yeah. No, I think it. you can. I, I was looking it up online because mm. have I told you that I've got a Garmin now? No. I know. I'm actually oh. not really ready to talk about it because I've only set it. I haven't taken it out for a run yet. I've only got it on Friday, so I've I've set oh. it up. Which one I have you got? Which one have you got? I've got one that's like an ana. Uh, let me tell you what it actually is called. Actually, no, that's very unprofessional. I mustn't type while I'm on the podcast on the same laptop that I'm recording onto. But it's the one, <laughs> if anybody knows, that is it's like an analog looking one. So it's got ha- watch hands. Oh, it's really pretty. Looks like a normal watch, but then you yeah. connect it up to your um, phone, and it's got all the data on the app. <gasps> so I will, I will wear it all the time. Like it's yeah. really, really lush. Um, and I have got it next to me, but hang on. I, do you want me to reach over? I'm going to tell you what it is. I'll be yeah, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. She's reaching over. Sorry, She's I picking it up. I forgot that it was right next to me. Here it is. Hang on a sec. This it's the exciting, it? it's the Vivo Move trend, <laughs> and the I on Vivo has an accent like a sp- like Bebo Move, <laughs> a bit like that. Let me just quickly show it to you. I know this isn't interesting for anybody who's uh, so ah, I brought it to Wales visual. with me because I want to take it out for a run. Yeah. Um, let me let me give you a visual, and I'll, Esther can give you a lovely audio description. I see. I see what I can do. Look how exciting this is. This is exciting. I don't know how to fill this kind of empty space. Sorry. Yeah. Here we go. I got it. (laughs) Oh, now that is pretty. It's so pretty, isn't it? It's like a a wear all the time watch. Yeah, really, really. A lovely pale strap. Very feminine. Very Very feminine. feminine. Um, And a silver face. And it looks like a proper watch. Yeah, it looks like a proper watch, which is a bit mental to me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. So all the stats and stuff just is on an on an app rather than on the phone face. Yes, is on an app. 
Same face. I mean, watch face. Yeah. I haven't <gasps> finished going through all the stuff about it yet, but I was having a look at it this morning. It's all very exciting. It's very exciting. So I'll give you an update when I've when I've used when I've taken it out for its first run. Do do um, do. But there we go. <gasps> That's oh. me and my Garmin. I'm a Garmin gal. <laughs> Join the club. I've always wanted to be one. <laughs> Yay. And I genuinely am really excited to wear this all the time because, yes, as Esther said, it is very beautiful. It's got a kind of rose gold face. Oh, it's lovely. It's yeah, really, really, really nice. nice. Really nice. And currently it says that it's 10 past 10, which it isn't. Ah, which it isn't. So I do need to sort it out. I thought I'd finish <laughs> setting it up, but I haven't. Clearly so. not. <laughs> clearly not but yeah oh. very excited about that so um but yeah for for anybody who does need to um still get their medical certificate don't worry same z's yep. but mm-hmm. um yeah we, we do need to get on with it i think yeah do it sooner rather than later don't leave it to the yep. last minute otherwise you end up paying loads of money for an online thing and mm. you just can't you cannot run the race without it unfortunately anyway yeah so we'll do that um cool but um I wondered if we could then move on to some of the emails we've been getting because we've got quite a few, haven't we? We've got so many. I was going to do a little roundup. Do. Um, because, uh, yeah, we've had loads since our last, um, our last pod and I didn't want to read any of them out individually because there were so many lovely ones. I didn't want to miss any. So I just thought I'd do a sort of general roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, and lots of them had quite useful things in. So this one from Rebecca, for example, Mm -hmm. Becky, she calls herself, um, is um, was based off the conversation about hormones and contraception that we had last week. So I just thought it was really, really useful. I wanted to thank her and I wanted to share with everybody. Um, But she mentioned a website called The Lowdown where people can review contraception and share side effects and GP advice and stuff. So like a kind of forum thing. Oh, how interesting. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah really useful she said it helped her decide to come off the pill after eight years of not feeling brilliant on it and that was you know instrumental in helping her make that decision so kind of a and a place to speak to other women like us about that stuff the lowdown the lowdown very good and um she was also saying um that there's a, a a company called Genis that is a Jessica Ennis, as one might imagine. Ah, uh, yes, a Jessica Ennis founded one. Have you heard of that yeah. one? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spoken to them before. It seems like a really good um, kind of it's it's sort of tracking your periods and kind yeah. of workouts based on that sort of. Yeah, that sounds thing, like that's it? more to do with your cycle and matching your yeah. training up to that. So two helpful things that I thought worth sharing because she had mentioned and I found that really useful. So I thought that might be useful to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie, who is a nutritionist, um, also based on the conversation <clears throat> we had last week about uh, shitting our pants on the reg, <laughs> um, she <laughs> said... <laughs> she said that potentially IBS could be sweetener driven. Um Ooh, yes. a potential one for me because you know I did um uh I've drunk I've been drinking a lot less uh, in 2023 and one yeah. thing that I haven't been doing this so much recently but also interestingly my gut has been better for the last couple of weeks. But for the first few weeks I definitely didn't quite know what to replace wine or beers with so I was drinking more in the way of fizzy drinks or sweet things than I would usually drink at all and were they sugar-free ones Uh, yes sugar-free sprites oh my god that's the absolute worst oh is that a cruising for a spending the rest of the day on the toilet 
Um, yeah, it's like, you, you know, like the whole, there's that big thing about um, like sugar-free <laughs> chewing. What <laughs> Like sugar-free chewing gum. No? No. <clears throat> so, yeah, sugar-free chewing gum gives you the shits. Okay. If you have too much of it, sugar-free peppermints, it's, it's to do with the sweetener. Yeah, it's... Um, oh, I have heard about... Po- my friend Lex ate a whole packet of polos once and shat herself. Yeah, not so good. Not so good. Yeah, okay. Po- well, I mean, it depends if they're... Uh, well, it, it does depend what your body's used to, but but yeah, any the sweeteners are absolute nightmare for it. Absolute nightmare for it. Well, definitely so you, learned to, <laughs> learned about that. That's and one. Do, I think do that... even do even look on the label of the thing that you're eating if it has a sweetener on it because a lot of anything with a sweetener in it, mm-hmm. particularly if it says thirty percent less sugar or fifty percent less sugar, they've you know they've 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 covered off that sweet taste by by chucking in a spartan or something like that and it will say in the small print and it won't even be that small it will say will have a laxative effect yeah i do try not to go for those things in general but Mm. because of the sugar tax levy thing i have i had been opting for more of those kind of drinks but they're not something that i usually drink i don't think they would have been the entire (laughs) um issue because it, it it hasn't been so solely connected to when I was drinking those, yeah. but not drinking them anymore for the last few weeks has definitely helped. So that's Good. really useful to know. Um, she also said um, another suggestion, possibly more relevant, is that it could be driven by the fiber in plant based foods. We've obviously been eating loads and loads of plant based stuff recently. Yeah. Um, and she said fiber in most fruit and veg is not digestible hence the bacteria in your gut produces gas while breaking it down hence the bad stomach and gas prebiotics might help um and also making sure you eat soluble fiber like oats bran toast and rice alongside veg to line your stomach definitely was eating way more veg way more salads way more not more yeah yeah so i think that's potentially um uh, the that's kind of answered it i think in those in those two parts in a two-pronged attack yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> <my bowels>. useful. <laughs> really useful. <laughs> that was really helpful. Yeah. Um. So I thought I'd read that out in case that was helpful to anybody else. Thanks so much, Sophie. Um. Emily, I just wanted to shout her out for the fact that she confirmed our conspiracy theory last week. Really? Welcome back to Holly and Esther's conspiracy theories. When we were talking about um the pill and the fact that. Um, it was all a bit of a conspiracy to try and make <gasps> yes, yeah, to try and make uh, it all seem a bit more palatable and normal that women would still have a natural to some degree cycle. Hmm. Um, Emily was just confirming that and saying that her doctor had said, uh, well, I, I guess we're still we, we're still not confirming, but she was backing that up and saying that her doctor had said exactly the same thing to her and had encouraged her to take three packs back to back because of it being helpful for um she was struggling with cystitis particularly i hope she doesn't mind me saying that but um yeah just that 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 was confirmed to her by her doctor that it was basically a load of bollocks and she should take multiple back to back mg end of the conspiracy segment right. end of the conspiracy segment thank you emily for confirming um <laughs> What other ones did I have to tell you? Oh, okay. This was the one that was a little bit controversial. Do it. Okay. So (laughs) I loved this email from Heather, who basically said that she had, um, that she'd been inspired to run a half marathon this April after years of saying 10K was the most that she could run. Her husband, who had run lots of marathons and ultras, gave her a copy of the, am I saying this? 
I'll say I'm going to name and shame the book. It was Runner's World's Complete Guide to Running. <laughs> and uh, to see if there are any tips that would be helpful. And actually, she has said that there was some really useful content in there that she, I think I've had a look at it before. And I think I'd found some useful content in there too. And she had said that there was there was useful stuff. And then she got to the chapter on tips for women. And this was a quote <laughs> that I'm going to read out to you. Try not to laugh all the way through. Yeah. Okay. Running early in the morning means you can get the sweaty business out of the way before applying makeup and dressing for work. But perhaps more importantly, statistics show that women are more likely to be attacked later in the day. Don't be scared off, but do take precautions. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Goodness me, is all I have to say. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's so, well, it's not funny. I mean, it is, but it's not. But It's, it's like, wild, isn't it? It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. So that was published in 2010, but I think we're being quite generous in still suggesting that 2010, you know, as it's Heather has pointed memory. out, it, it's not 1952, is it? So, <laughs> no, I love the fact that you'd want to, that they're encouraging women to run at 6 a.m. so that they'd get back in time to put their lipstick on and make sure they don't get raped. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, the two oh. things that we do. <laughs> oh my Gosh. god yeah yeah so there's a oh, thing that's funny um <laughs> basically she was saying that she needed to have a little bit of a rant about that and get um that out of her system yeah. um and um just also said that perhaps just just keeping up with housework won't be enough to keep us fit <laughs> yeah, weird which that, yeah. yeah i'm sure we're all just so shocked to hear yeah um Anyway, that made me laugh. Um, what else did I want to share with you? Sorry, classic me. I'm doing it on the fly. Okay. Um, I've got one too, so I'll wait till oh, you finish. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, all the others were just lovely people that um, I, I I won't... Oh, oh this one. Sorry, I, I did want to mention. Uh, so, Michelle, Jacqueline, there were a couple of lovely people who... Uh, Stella as well. Lovely people who I just wanted to shout out because they'd said lovely things. Um but Shirley, I did want to, Shirley and Jenny, actually, it was, it was from both of them. Um, mm. I just wanted to uh, mention that they said that they will be coming to Paris and that they are going to be jeffing. So oh. um, that made me feel better about the fact that I'm going to jeff it. And um, yeah, wanted to shout out my little jeffing buddies that were, oh, yeah. Anybody else who's on Team Jeff, <laughs> then we'll all meet up at the beginning. Love it, and we'll all cry afterwards together. Yeah. Anyway, crying. There will be lots of crying. Yeah. Um, but hopefully in a good way. Uh, yeah. I had I had one, um, but it was um, it, this is more of a, a question, um, and it's from Zoe, um, and she was basically just asking about uh, running and pregnancy. So she's said that she's read conflicting advice on the internet about continuing to run while pregnant. And I'm aware that some people are strongly against it, stroke, think it's madness. Mm. Um, and she's asking, is there a podcast that covers this already? There isn't really. Is there? Oh, no, there is a little bit. Didn't we have one with Kate? We've had one with Kate. So our colleague, who we've just basically been, uh, well, as if she hasn't already been milked dry enough, we've, yeah. also, we've also come into oh. to, I'm Sorry, that was actually really gross. And slightly uh, relevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also come in to milk her dry of all her knowledge that, mm -hmm. um, that, uh we've been i think we had her on when she first got pregnant 
Yeah, it was. I think it was early doors. I think um, it was quite early doors, but she'd really yeah. been struggling with with morning sickness and she was really struggling, I think, at that point to exercise. So I don't know whether there's one specifically for women who would really like to exercise but and feel well enough to. But um, because Kate had a slightly different experience where, bless her, she felt really, really rotten for quite a lot of her pregnancy. So mm-hmm. her, I, th- I think there is a chat with her that there might be some useful stuff in, but I think it's more to do with her feelings of... Her specific feelings. Yeah, yeah. her specific what, things. But the Kate thing is relevant because then on the back of that, I did commission her to write a piece for um, the magazine. Um, and that's coming out in our March issue, which is out, I think, next week. Oh, um, So it's a big, long feature. And it's all about exercising while pregnant. And um, and the, the basic, the takeaway, and I can give you this, <laughs> the takeaway is it's absolutely fine to exercise mm. and to run while you're pregnant if you want to and if it feels safe to do so and if your GP or or midwife is happy for you to do so and I think one of the big kind of asides from that is if you have been running if you are already a runner and if you exercise frequently anyway and you're then pregnant chances are you can probably continue to exercise if it feels comfortable to do so Mm -hmm. however with kind of the big proviso there is that it might not feel comfortable to do so or your midwife or GP might say best not kind of thing so what was quite good in this in the feature that um Kate wrote for us was she got loads of first person experiences from runners most of the runners that we know actually um about their running and their pregnancies and um how they felt and how they've kind of managed their exercise and their pregnancies at the same time um, and there were some people like Sophie Power, for instance, she ran right up towards the end of her third trimester. So she was running when she was pretty heavily pregnant and she felt absolutely comfortable doing so. Mm-hmm. But she totally adapted her training while she was yeah. pregnant. So she's not like, she's not, a, one major thing is particularly if you're running in your third trimester is she she wasn't doing anything that would ever in um, endanger her. Like, because you're, you're, um, uh your center of gravity shifts obviously you've got a great big kind of you know bump in front of you it's much more difficult to see your feet yeah (laughs) so it's probably things like trail running you know you might want to go on something where you're not going to be that you don't want to trip hazard you certainly don't want to endanger the bump in any way shape or form so she adjusted her training she would have done different things and she definitely kept an eye on her heart rate so that she'd know that she wasn't pushing herself too much however we also heard from people like Anna McNuff and Anna, Anna has just had twins um, within the last month. Um, and before that, she had um, Storm, her first baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and both times, her body didn't behave how she was hoping for, I think. I, yeah. I'm doing a disservice by saying that. So when she was pregnant for the first time, she assumed she was going to be running forever and ever and ever. Um, because she's a big, big runner and she's done loads of ultra distances and she just thought she would just carry on until like the day before she popped. Um, but that wasn't the case. And um, she began to feel kind of quite considerable pain when she was quite Does early so. on in her first trimester. So she just stopped running and did other things. Um, so she did lots of walking and hiking um, and discovered swimming, did loads. Of, well, she didn't discover swimming. She's a huge swimmer anyway, but she she took to that she started doing that a lot more often yeah and when she was pregnant with the twins she did the same thing so she stopped running 
she's I think she there's an anecdote that she comes back she came back um after going for a run when she was about nine nine weeks and she didn't even realize she was it was twin she knew she was pregnant but she didn't realize it's twins but she came back after a, a run at that point and said to her partner that did not feel nice yeah and just stopped at that point to you know so some people stop at nine weeks I stopped at like three weeks Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and some people carry on and Kate says that what she did was that she felt shit in the first trimester and and beyond because of morning sickness Mm -hmm. she felt really really awful when she felt like exercising again um which she did so your second glowy trimester um started feeling a bit better um that's not not everyone glows I didn't glow um, but I think she glowed a bit more than I did. She then decided to start, even though she's a, a very capable runner and whatever, she started to do couch to 5K mm. in that time, which well, I thought was a really sensible thing to do, to just sort of just take it, you know, step by step and nice and slowly. And she found that really rewarding. Um, and so there is no one size fits all answer. Yeah, Loads of people might stop running or take up different forms of exercise or um <clears throat> uh, yeah or, or loads of people might continue to run I, there, you do see stuff on instagram with people running with very, very big pumps and yeah so, and good for them um if they feel they can do it then do it but yeah um, just know your body speak to your doctor um don't be scared off it by people that don't know you or know your body or know your pregnancy and know know what your health is. I think it's probably not a good time to start running if you've never run before. Um, but there's, I don't think, unless anyone else, any medical professional tells you otherwise or you know otherwise, there is no reason to to full stop stop. Yeah. Um, if if you're happy to continue to do so, but all those medical things aside, you know, so it's I, I yeah, I wouldn't encourage anyone to start training for a marathon for instance mm-hmm. that's oh god that said one of the people that um was in there speaking of marathons uh was um Susanna Gill and she did actually run the London marathon in October when she was 26 weeks pregnant oh my god i know i know and i think she did it considerably faster than i did Blimey. but like i say she she was a a very very well trained yeah yeah I think it's going to completely depend I don't think there should be any sort of pressure either way about it should there you know it is it is it completely depends on on how you feel I was going to say as well um that there is also a really useful guide to running in pregnancy that Sophie Power did for us I think it was on in a in a magazine a while ago in an issue a while ago and it's definitely on the website um so no, there isn't a podcast episode. Sadly, is probably the answer there specifically mm. on on running um, and pregnancy, but um, plenty of stuff in in the women's running multiverse. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> the multiverse. Um, and I'll stop getting on my high horse about that. And there were just there was um, we're kind of uh, we've used up loads of time because it's been fun. Um, but I was going to say there's just a couple of things I was going to mention because we are firmly in February. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to remind everybody, if they haven't already done so, um, that one way you can, I don't know, make your runs more socially thoughtful um, in February and a way that, that that can then kind of provoke you to go for a run is to 
sign up to Food Bank Run, which is going on through Yes, where you can pick up a couple of items and drop them at your local food bank or a supermarket, or you can encourage your run group to do the same thing so that all of you do it. Um, so that's something I'm going to be doing in February. Um, and the other thing I was I'd love mention- to do that as well. I need to find out where my local food bank is in, in Bath, but yeah, I'm happy to do that too. Um, I, well, I hate to say it, but there are a number of them. Um, I know. I was going to say it's, but it's I imagine ours might be the same. Yeah. But so, and, and the other thing I was going to mention was because of chatting to um, the beautifully named Tash Akers at the running show, um, and she set up, this is another thing. So it's just, I, I just wanted to, one of the things I was doing today before we did the podcast was trying to think of ideas because I felt demotivated, and I know you have too, mm-hmm. is to think of ideas to motivate ourselves to get out there. And, I, and definitely... Thinking outside of ourselves can be a real motivating factor. So like food bank run, you just think, actually, I can I can do my run and that's good for me. But also the end result could also be good for someone else. And, Definitely. Um, and I th- and Tash Akers, um, she is the brains behind Earth Runs, which we've spoken about before. Um, and, uh, which is a fabulous thing. And it's, it's, um, it was set up where you can run kind of virtual races of, of whatever distance. And, um, in return for signing up to that, they will plant a number of trees for whatever mileage you do. And you will also be rewarded if you so wish with a medal, which is made of, um, uh, seeds. It's a seeded medal. So, which you can plant. Like, oh, that's amazing. So you can throw okay. it in the garden afterwards. Right in the garden afterwards. That's yeah. very, very sweet. So that's, that's really nice. Um, so, and, and her, her latest thing is she set up a thing where you can sign up to a club, which costs, I think, I'm, I hope I've got this right. I think it's £6.95 a month and you sign up to her 1% club. Um, I've now forgotten why it's called 1%. Um, I was anyway. t- it's because I threw you off earlier because I started talking about Elon Musk yeah um, <laughs> but you sign up to this thing I am going to find the the website here we are um, ah well, here we are so um, on, on her site it says so our planet needs more trees to help fight climate change protect biodiversity and support some of the poorest communities on earth if 1% of the UK population alone takes part in in her uh, what she wants to do we will plant 11 million trees a month um and she says uh just 10 minutes of activity each day cuts the risk of early death by 15 percent 30 minutes of activity five times a week reduces the risk of early death by 25 percent um the challenge is incredibly flexible all you have to do is run walk cycle or roll or any other active activity as often as possible and what you need to do and I've just done this because I signed up last week is once a week you go onto the onto your account and you pop in how many days you've been active for and for every day you're active they plant a tree um that's amazing it's amazing isn't it so the cost to join the challenge is six pounds 95 a month in return we will commit to planting a tree for every day you're active a total of 365 trees will be available 
So, Incredible. I know. That's brilliant. I love that. It's and brilliant. actually, it's such a nice way because I was talking about um, talking about this last night with, with my yeah parents-in-law and uh, we were talking about asking for charitable donations for doing races and stuff. There was a thing that I want to do. It's this 26-mile thing, uh, this walk in the Brecon Beacons. Mm. I do still really want to do it, but I didn't quite realise that it comes with a compulsory amount of money that you have to raise for the Alzheimer's Society. And I feel like an awful person for saying this, but I just had a bit of a panic because I was like, well, I've done two races in the last two years where I've asked people for lots and lots of money for charities. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking generally about the fact that it is, um, it's difficult to, it's difficult to do that sometimes. And it would be nice if there were other options of ways that you can support trusts that are really important or charities that are really important to you, but without having to ask your friends and family for money. Because at the end of the day, if you've chosen something that's important to you, it just might not be as important to everybody else. And that's absolutely fair. Nobody, you know, owes you the money that you, for, for your charity. And particularly, I suppose, for me, if I feel like I'm running another race or something that I really want to do and will motivate me and keep me pushing with my running, it's quite difficult to feel as though I don't want to put the pressure on other people to keep supporting me to do that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And I think these are such lovely initiatives that they're ways that you can, you're still, you're still running, you're still motivating yourself. There's still a a factor of that kind of, this is a good thing to do because it's helping other people thing Mm -hmm. that lots of us find a really useful motivation with our running, but it is offering the opportunity to do that where you're doing the charitable work yourself kind of thing, particularly stuff like the the food bank run, if you're taking that, you're taking food and you're donating it, then you're not relying on other people to support you in doing that. And again, I want to make it clear that there's nothing wrong with doing that at all, but it can get a lot, can't it, when it feels like you're doing that over and over and over again for races. Yeah, asking for money is really, really hard. Um, I I still think, I still, I'm going to stand by the thing that you should ask and we should ask because for the people that donate to the thing that you've asked them to donate for, it's a relief on their part because mm. I think there's plenty of us out there and I absolutely include myself in this who don't feel like we donate enough money to charity mm-hmm. and to be given the opportunity is really, really lovely. Mm. You know, and, and, and also, I mean, there, it, it, when people ask for money for races and things, not only are you supporting them in their race, you know, you're supporting the charity. It gives you the flexible approach of, of charities to donate to as well, because if I was just to donate to the kind of three or four charities that I feel means a lot to me, then that's quite a small thing. And I mean, I've got some kind of like rolling donations where I donate to to different sort of charities, but I love the chance to be able to support those two things in one big double whammy. So when yeah. you run for the Stroke Association or for Alzheimer's, or whatever, I I. I love it because they're mm. not one of the charities I support on a monthly basis and it gives me opportunity to support you and them. And I think that's fantastic. So I think people still need to ask and not feel guilty about asking, but I know that's a really hard thing. And particularly if you're British. Um, I know. I think it's a British thing, isn't it? That we're like, <laughs> exactly. But on top of that, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, which is that something like this can give you the warm fuzzy feeling of supporting something that's meaningful but, but just without doing having it was- to ask for donations if you feel like yeah. that's something that you've done quite a lot of recently which I just felt a bit like and I think this is a really really nice alternative and they're just such brilliant charities and you can feel like you're doing something or initiatives and you feel like you're doing something that is 
really making a difference and it's quite tangible in a yes. way that getting donations that it feels incredible to go look I've raised this much money for the stroke association or something yeah but you don't necessarily quite know always exactly what your money's gone into whereas if you have de- done a delivery to a food bank yourself or you know how many trees are going to be planted as a result of your activity then yeah. I love that Right. And so, yeah, because, yeah, food bank, absolutely. I, I agree with that. There's the tangibility of it. You know, directly you are giving food that is going to help a family that cannot afford mm-hmm. that food. So that's that one. But with 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 Earth Runs, obviously, that's a much wider, it's, it's quite environmental things are, are sometimes a bit more harder to grasp what impact you're having by stopping to doing, stopping doing something like not getting on a plane. What, what, mm-hmm. what benefits? Anyway, so what they what they do which is brilliant is every time you enter in your details so i i wrote in this i had to you know once a week you just pop in how many days um and so i I've, I've already got after one week i've got a little impact report essentially from them saying um you've done the equivalent of 23 miles you're a warrior you've planted six trees your trees help support up to 2352 living creatures Oh, that's very lovely. So that's something week, you I can show to Ted and Felix as well and that they can understand and get involved in. Exactly. That's very lovely. Isn't that? Um, okay, everyone do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, but I'm going to. That's yeah. why she encouraged me. I was feeling a bit mm, about running, but I'm quite excited about that now. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I also wanted to quickly, I'm so sorry, we're really banging on in this pod, but yeah. I thought it was worth um because i believe we've got a patron only um podcast special episode coming out this week this week yes so i just quickly wanted to shout it out and say that we made ourselves laugh hugely who knows whether <laughs> any of you will find it funny but we <laughs> laugh a lot at ourselves and okay. each other in this most recent one it's half an hour we're um we've we've done it a couple of times before but we sort of feel like we've found our feet a little bit with what it is that we that we're offering you guys which is basically a chunk of chat but we're not talking about running we're talking about silly shit and it yes. is an opportunity if you don't feel like the these podcast episodes are enough to get you through your long run then come and join us for an extra bit of content over on patreon we're talking about recycling bins. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, there was a whole whole bunch of recycling yeah. content on there. Yeah. And when I had a, I had a, a grumpy woman wake me up at four o'clock in the morning was the other bit of content. Yeah, yeah, the, the ongoing saga of Holly's neighbours. Yes, so, the ongoing yeah. saga of my neighbours in Pine Needlegate are addressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so please come and join us there if you haven't already. And you also get lovely... Uh, sorry, we already have an ad for this in here. But you already <laughs> you also get lovely live sessions with us where you can ask us anything you like. Yeah, you can. And um, the last one was lovely. It was last week, wasn't it? Oh, it, it was, was really so lush last week. So nice, wasn't it? It was so nice. It's so lovely to see all of your faces when that happens. Um, it is lovely. Do you, do you, I think you have the same as me. Like, before they happen, you get really nervy. I get like, so nervous before I'm them. I get nervy. And then, then we do them, and every time we finish, we're WhatsApping afterwards, going, "Oh my god, that, that was, was so the nice! One yet. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. It's just lovely, and I feel like it's a really nice opportunity for us all to be in a little community together. It's a really yeah. nice chance to actually meet other people who listen to the pod. Anyway, yeah. shameless plug: British people asking you for stuff. We hate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do. Oh, but it'd be so. I, I, I. One of the things that I asked on that uh, on the live session was asking about who wanted to come with us to do something else. So we keep on banging on about Paris, and we realise there's so many people not going to Paris. Um, but we thought with a bigger lead time, we could do another half marathon yeah. next year, maybe next spring. Um, but before then, let's do something in the UK. And whether that involves running or not running, um, that's sort of TBC or both of those things. So we, what we might do is try and think about a way in which we can uh, all perhaps do a 10K mm-hmm. uh somewhere in the UK that's that's nice so I don't know whether that's going to be city or not city um but you know somewhere that's that's fun um and then have a meet up afterwards hopefully uh, but then what we're also talking about just meeting up for um a live record but in person yeah um, I think that's something that we've we're really really keen on doing so um do let us know if you'd be up for that uh, it would be or- so it would be our dream it would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be so cool. I would Though be so nervous. <laughs> we'll need to actually work out how the fuck we do that. I know. Because as so, you know, technology is not our forte, but it, it's not. We'll, well, maybe we'll just, well, we'll go hire a sound crew. Let's get a sound crew. Um, yeah. And then and one of our listeners maybe can offer up one of their big living rooms or something. I don't oh, know. yeah. Nice. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to have a location, don't we? Um, so we need to figure out um whether i'm i'm gonna use like stats on acast to figure out where most of you guys are from and then we'll Um, see where we can hold it so we can find it so it's kind of epic yeah and then if we live record it then you you international lovely people yeah can hear it too um i had a final joke that i wanted to tell you about today Oh, go on then. I don't know whether it's going to be that funny, but that's why I'll do it at the end so that we can cut it out if it's not. But I had a, <laughs> I had a message from my friend Lex this morning uh-huh. and she had tried to film herself doing her Sunday night yoga because mm. she thought it'd be nice. She was like, oh, I'll do a, ti- a little time lapse of myself. She's been doing 10 minutes of yoga every day. Mm. And she was saying to me that it's been a game changer. And she uh, wanted to record it so that she could have the you know, have a nice little thing maybe to put on social media or something of a time lapse of her doing yoga. Hmm. And she said, all she said was, look at this, I look possessed. And then she (laughs) sent me this time lapse video. And a fast forward of somebody doing yoga is, I think, the funniest thing I have ever (laughs) seen in my whole life. If you can imagine doing sort of neck rolls or cat cows or something, (laughs) it looks quite literally as though she's being exercised. (laughs) It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I'm going to show that to you later. But I thought I would tell tell you about it on the pod in case anybody wanted a nice visual image to take them into the day. But it looks as though she, yeah, is is being her head is going to spin all the way around and she's going to start being sick green goo everywhere and shouting at a priest. It's really really funny. I'll send it on to you. Why do these things never ever work out? So you look like lovely Adrian from Power Hour. You see her do it. It's like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's got an incredible body, and she's sort of. No, it never is the way. Yeah, we get little. Yes. Yeah. Like possessed demons, or possessed demons was was what was exactly what it was giving. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Anyway, bless Lex, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. Yeah. And friend of the spirits, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
come and join us on Patreon, because if you become a member of our cheer squad for just £6 a month, you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes newsletters, free access to monthly live chats with me and Holly, and you can listen to our bonus Extra Mile podcasts too. The latest one has just dropped, and we promise it has no running content in it at all. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.